Where the hell is the exit? It's like a goddamn maze in here. I'm here, then the exit is... Oh, they have a footlocker! Podcast PlayStation Pals. I'm your host Nick, and I'm joined by the Omni Man to my Homelander, John. Now, John, I want to shift the recording of our podcast to 6 a.m. Let's make it official. It's not happening, <laughs> Nick. It's not happening. I, I think we all both know that I am the spice of this podcast, <laughs> and I am the flavor the that everybody comes for. So you don't want you don't want 6 a.m. John. John, the, John doesn't become John till about 10 a.m. <laughs> So uh, if you want to do a lunchtime podcast, maybe, um, you know, a nice walk in the park in the early afternoon, maybe. <laughs> but uh, no, no 6 a.m. is my man. For context, we've been recording uh, after uh, 5 p.m. on Fridays, and it is just the tiredest Drew ever are during the week. So I was I was telling John that we should move it to like 6 a.m. when I'm like really well caffeinated and I just woke up, but... John's not a morning person, apparently. Well, I mean, Nick, you, why don't you just do what you were telling me the other day? Call that guy that deals cocaine and get that <laughs> on supply, and you'll be fine. Well, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I've never I mean, been on it before, so. Well, I mean, what goes hand in hand better than video games and cocaine? I mean. <laughs> well, listen to me have a heart attack live on, yeah. on the show because I've never done it before. Uh, but, Neither uh, have I. <laughs> Anyways, this is a video game podcast, so I think we should move right into talking about video games. So this is how the show works. John and I both bring three things to talk about. It can be a news item. It can be a topic we feel like talking about. It can be an email to PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com, a Twitter DM at PSPalsPod, or a YouTube comment on our YouTube page, any of our videos at PlayStation Pals. Any of those things, we feel like bringing it. We bring it for a total of six things, and I'm going to kick things off by bringing back a old segment of the show, and that is the DEFCON level. Woo! <laughs> now, Woo! listeners might be going, what? Why are you bringing back the DEFCON level? And for those who have never listened before, the DEFCON level is our likelihood that there is going to be a Sony showcase coming up. So that's why if you've known the show, you're probably like, Nick, you're being crazy. We just had a showcase a month and a half ago, and it took us over almost two years to get that showcase. And you're saying that you think there's a reason to bring back the DEF CON level this soon? Well, yes, I do, and I'm going to make my case for it. Hmm. So what I'm going to do is bring up a bunch of points. We'll talk about each point. And then at the end, we're going to do a DEF CON level, but I just want to do a DEF CON level for the whole month. So the likelihood of a Sony showcase in the month of August. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You ready, John? I'm ready. All I'm glad right. you brought things because I was just about to be like, I, I, I don't know where you want to take this. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing is, well, along with those rumors that we talked about last week about the PlayStation 5 Pro version, uh, Project Q leaked. And if you remember, Project Q is the handheld uh, controller with the 
a screen attack into it. It's basically a dual sense split apart with a screen smashed in between it, and it is going to be used to stream games. Uh, it was leaking heavy over the weekend. Like you could see it in action. You can see the the menu. You could see it turn on. It looks like it's running Android. Um, again, we do not have a price for this, and we do not have a release date for this. But I would imagine those things will be announced for this fall. John, you saw the video. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are your thoughts on the device? And then, do you do you think it's coming this year? Um, so I think, I think the device is honestly pretty slick. I mean, as we've said from the beginning with this thing, price is key to its success. So if they can nail a price that is affordable and, you know, kind of just becomes a second screen for somebody in the house that might not be able to use the TV at all times, I think it it could be a great piece of tech. Um, in terms of if I think it's going to come this year, I personally don't. I think, Mm. I think we're still very much in just kind of the dev kit development phase where people who are working on some of the softwares and things for these devices are probably still playing around with them. Um, so I would kind of expect probably more of a, a spring ish release for next year. Really? Yeah. So you don't, they're they're not going to try and get it, slip it in for the holiday season shopping. I don't, I don't think so. Um, you could make an argument that you would, but I think what this, at least this topic's going to kind of have to revolve around is like, is there a showcase or not, right? <laughs> and I, th- I think it, it could be possible that Sony would have some sort of hardware-centric state of play, perhaps. Something like that where they're going to just kind of showcase some of the fall equipment, but I don't think they're going to want to have a full-blown showcase until probably sometime, and I'm sorry if I'm skipping ahead here a little bit, uh, a little bit post-Spider-Man, you know, to kind of show what the next things are going to be. I, I, I do think there'll be a showcase showing the games a lot sooner than we think, but I don't think it's going to be tied alongside with the, the hardware that they're showing off right now, too. All right, all right, all right. Um, and we also don't have a price or release date for the earbuds as well, but that is a kind of a separate thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, another rumor that was popping up over the weekend is a PS5 price drop in which it will go down to $449 in the United States, $404.99 in the UK, and $474.99 in Europe. Um, if, again, here's another thing. Where are they going to announce this? Are they just going to say it, or is it going to be part of a showcase in which they also announce this among other things? Well, um, I don't know if you saw the article today, Nick. Did you see that that, that price cut is live in Europe oh, today? See, there you go. Yeah, so like I, I, I thought I saw something a little bit earlier, but um, yeah, I saw an article the- from Polygon saying that it's a temporary price drop, which is interesting. I don't know what what sense that would make but that seems like a question for an economist and not me well but it says, maybe you're clearing product out for your playstation redesign that's coming that's true but it is interesting that they did put a final date on this discount of august 7th so it's just like okay so i mean that could be some sort of evidence to point to some sort of sony announcement that week or maybe shortly after but yeah the the price drop is 75 bucks off in the uh in the eu and so people are kind of seeing if that's going to hit the united states or not my guess would probably be it wouldn't but Seems oh. like seems like the United States is just the most like static of of pricing markets. Like <laughs> we just kind of are. Well, we'll see again. This was, this was rumored uh, over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, so uh, we'll see again. There's another one. Uh, my third thing is, 
what the fuck are we playing on a PSVR 2 in mm-hmm. the fall? What yep. is the fall PSVR 2 lineup going to be? There is currently no first-party games announced for PSVR 2. So when are we seeing those? When are they coming? If I want to get a PSVR 2 this fall, what am I playing on it? Sure. I think that's that's definitely a question Sony has is overdue to answer, let alone doesn't mm-hmm. have an answer for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... There, there could be an argument to be said that the PSVR 2 is almost already dead. Like, <laughs> the, the, just there is no excitement for it. They don't talk about it. I have friends that have it that don't talk about it. Yeah. So it's just like, either you guys are really bad at planning out like a a um, roadmap for this device and kind of having things come out, or you're really bad at communicating, or you just don't believe it enough to to put, invest in it. So. Um, I don't know what the games are going to be, Nick. Um, I mean, I know we know of Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 8, you know, all these Resident Evil things coming out, but you can't just have a device based on that. So um, I don't know. I don't know if it, again, for showcase potential, I could see them having a a PSVR 2, again, centered state of play prior to the fall. But I wish I knew what games those are going to be because they're kind of getting, (laughs) again, to go back to my original point with this is, they're at the point where they need, they just need to straight up say half like Alex is coming. Like right. they need that <laughs> or like, hey, we actually did do a from the ground up. I don't know. We partnered with Konami and here's the next Metal Gear Solid game that's in VR. I don't know. What's, you know, bad example or whatever. Right. But they need something of that caliber to get excitement for that device again. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, again, we don't know what it is. This is how this fall is going to shake out. Mm-hmm. They have a showcase. They can explain it. And then this is this is obviously a reoccurring one is... What the fuck is everyone doing in Sony's first party beyond Insomniac, Bungie, Haven, and Firewalk? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, and so and that's obviously the main purpose of a showcase, right, is to show mm-hmm. off the games that are coming to your platform in the future, um, which is, I think, the only evidence, at least for me, to kind of point to. I don't think, I don't think we're going to get a, a showcase in August, personally. I think, I think you know, we're going to start seeing these. We're not there yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't have a final <laughs> answer yet. Okay. So, um, you know, what are we playing? I mean, that's why I think I think they're really going to just ride this marketing cycle that has just started, right, with Marvel Spider-Man 2. We're seeing the Comic-Con panels. We're seeing um, the, the uh, plates and controller discussion. So I think they're really going to ride that wave because... You know, I think they just post or posted that the uh, story trailer for Spider-Man 2 reached 10 million views in like less well, than someone a, posted that. Someone posted that in like less than a <laughs> week, which is, you know, obviously a huge amount of buzz. So that that game's going to sell like hotcakes. There's really no reason to need to get people excited for uh, a reason to buy the PlayStation 5 outside of that, honestly, mm-hmm. at this point. You know, they've got to a point with the system where it's not like it was, you know, 6 months to a year after this thing came out where you're like, well, you know, you could play Miles Morales and Demon Souls, you know, you could do that. Now it's like you got Ragnarok, Forbidden West, Returnal, Spider-Man 2. You know, you got so many different games you can play now. So I think they ride that through the fall. And then shortly after that, we're going to start seeing everybody else show what, what they're doing. Okay. All right. Because do we, do we have anything planned for early 2024 yet, even from a third party or second party capacity that you can think of? Rise of Ronin. I know that's a that's a PS5 exclusive that they say comes out early 2024, but as far, as, far as dates, the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just yeah. I mean, they have to they have to have something exclusive between January and you know just based on past past um cadence, you right. know. So 
either it's going to be a very, very short announcement to release, you know, if they were to do a later fall showcase or, you know, or there's just some third party deal that I'm maybe not thinking of right now. But I, th I think th I think they let Spider-Man carry him for, for a couple months. OK. All right. And then we do also have an event coming in August, Gamescom and the third of the Keeley Pillars between Summer Game Fest and uh, the Game Awards. Opening night live is August 22nd. So there is this showcase, though it is typically, this takes place in Europe, so it's pretty much European focused. There, it is an event that Sony could be at and kind of fill in all these questions we have. All these announcements could be there, you know. Um, but, uh, and then finally, also, a lot of people seem to think there was a second showcase. The Snitch, remember, after... Mm -hmm. The, the showcase and um i think your boy colin moriarty please there's a, a second showcase yeah and even even on last week's sacred symbols um he, he he brought that up he's like you know there are a lot of rumblings right now i think it was in obviously uh, in discussion with the pro rumors as well so yeah i mean he's still kicking that around so you know these guys don't say say that kind of stuff for no reason you know where there's smoke there's fire um but you know when that when that showcase will be so, so that, that there's my evidence, you know, mm -hmm. for and against. But so, John, what what is the likelihood? So again, DefCon One being like surefire, it's, it's happening. There will be a Sony showcase in August, and five being not a chance, it not happening. I'm hesitant to say a five because then that puts a very black and white description <laughs> on on it. Because you know, if I'm wrong, then you're gonna never let me hear the end of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm I'm floating between a four and a five, <laughs> um, just because, like you said, I think Gamescom is going to take up a lot of oxygen for the month. Sony doesn't want to have to share that if they don't have to. Oh, I have, and I did forget one more thing. Sure, the Call of Duty game for this year has not been announced yet either. Yeah, I could see that easily being at Gamescom, though. I I could see what? I could see that being. You know, something that just kind of shows up and we all go, yep, there's Call of Duty again. Because I'm sure that marketing team knows that, like, we just need to know it's coming, when it's coming, and maybe just the title. And then people are going to show up. In well, it's Modern Warfare 3. It's sure. They're going to show up in tens of millions no matter what. So I, I could see that showing up at Gamescom. Just be like, here it is. This is when it's coming out. Go play it. Um, but, yeah, I don't think Sony wants to share the month with them. I think they, like I, like I've said rely on spider-man to carry the hype once that goes past now sony has has to show players why do you want to buy this thing so i think between spider-man releasing and christmas is when you get when you get the showcase um because i think that will be then be the time to be like okay this is what everybody else is working on you know if they have or have not announced when q light's going to come out they'll be like okay and now here's the date for that you can look forward to that um maybe that's even I don't know. I don't know what the Q lights. The it's a weird wrench in this whole thing because it's just <laughs> it's not often that Sony comes out with new hardware, so it's hard to really read. And just yeah, like is that big enough to put into a showcase, or are we just gonna like have some random blog post that sometimes happens? But so I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with a four for now. <laughs> four All for right. Now. Yeah. I, obviously, any of these things could just be a blog, like price and mm -hmm. and date announcements for the Q light for the earbuds, you know, for the price drop. You know, that could easily, easily be a post. And then a state of play could cover all the VR games in the fall. Um, and then you just wait for the Game Awards to kind of have at least a, a couple big announcements or a, at least one big announcement to get that early 2024 game. So that could be the route. 
but I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm always. I'm always wrong on this show. It'd be fun to be right. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably. Gonna, I'm gonna. I'll be a three. I'll say a DefCon three. Like there's sure. a chance. There's enough evidence out there to support there being a showcase this month. Sure. And I think that Sony has enough announcements to fill that. Maybe. Maybe get you know even just the more better messaging about all those live service games they announced. You know. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. Fair game. Uh, marathon. Uh, Concord, like just showing what those games are, you know? Yeah. I mean, they definitely, definitely have things to say, things to show. It's just, I, I think they really want to just put the shine on Spider-Man. You know, if we remember the spy, the, the marketing cycle, of the first one, oh my God, you couldn't get away from that, that game. Mm-hmm. There's trailer after trailer after trailer. So who knows if they're going to follow the same suit or not, but you know, one, one small thing to kind of say too, though, is, is they just announced that the PS5 just passed 40 million units sold. So like this thing, it's outpacing PS4, which is exceptionally impressive based on how available it was in the beginning of its life cycle. So, uh, they're, they're Sony's, Sony's great right now. They're, they, they don't, they're not worried. They're not worried about anything, you know? And, and one thing that us as consumers always need to just keep in the back of our mind is they don't do things just to make us happy. They do things that are going to add to their bottom line. And if they see that their shit's selling and they don't have to show their hand now, maybe they hold it for a bit. Oh, we'll see. I, uh, again, August is, is it's kicking off a lot of stuff. You know, Gamescom, opening night live, and then video games are coming. You know, we'll get into one of them later. Uh, but our, well, the next two topics are about video games coming later in August. So... Uh, yeah, so things are things are heating up, and it would be nice if Sony had a showcase to kind of get all that hardware that we think is coming out there, get get us excited about the platform. But again, as John mentioned, it's, it's not necessary. The platform is selling hot hotter than ever. So yep. uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll I guess I'll we'll check back in at the end of the month. <laughs> Sounds so, good, man. All right, let's move on to the next topic. All right, so. First of the big games coming out in August that I, they got to they got to talk about. I'm super excited about both of them. But first up, uh, after we received a four minute story trailer that was super insightful and super <laughs> enlightening for what this game is going to be about, uh, we got a 12 minute gameplay presentation slash preview for Armored Core Six, which is the upcoming game from From Software, makers of Elden Ring, coming out on August 25th. Um, I'm I'm super excited for it as a From Software fan. But before we get into the the trailer, Nick, I just want to get your quick quick insight here. What do you what do you think about Armored Core Six marketing strategy right now? Like, <laughs> is this just big dick energy or what is this? <laughs> like, why are we just getting random videos here and there? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I think they're just keeping it close to the vest. You know, a lot of people got to play it this time, along with this gameplay footage that we were talking about. All the press got to play it. And a bunch of impressions went out there. So I think, I just think they're doing it right. You know, we're not getting overwhelmed with marketing, you know, months and months in advance. And now we're really starting to heat up and see that come to fruition. And they're probably confident in the product. I, mm-hmm. I, How can you I not be <laughs> coming off Elden Ring? Yeah, I don't, I don't, it'd be very hard for them to mess this up. So I, I think they're just confident. Um, it, it is a niche title just in, in general. Uh, but it does have because of the success of that studio, it, it has so many eyes on it. But I, I'm curious of how that will lead to sales. But I don't know. I just think they they know what they got, and they're just. I'm. I would imagine maybe press gets it early, and reviews come out a week early. That's probably the confidence level they have in this. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of interesting because I feel like if there's any other studio or developer that would have had a game releasing 
in August, just outside of E3 season, they would have shown up somewhere. This game right. wasn't anywhere. They're just like, no, nope, we're going to show you when we want to. Here it is. We know you're going to buy it. We're FarmSoft. So just always thought, I thought that was kind of interesting. But to get into the gameplay here a little bit, um, you you know, it wasn't one, it wasn't like 12 minutes straight of gameplay. They kind of bounced around here and there, but we did get a look at a lot of the systems, some of the HUD elements uh, and things like that. So um, obviously for those who don't know, Armored Core is a mech uh, mech game where you're basically inside a giant metal robot. You get to attach a wide variety of weapons and customization options to your mech uh, so that it can fit your playstyle. Whether you want to be light and mobile to be able to dash around a little bit more heavy, get tank treads on, missiles, machine guns, whatever you want to do. Uh, even looks like there's obviously an up, up close and personal melee uh, aspect to it, but. Um, they were able to show it off, and it looks like um, there's going to be four different weapons you can have equipped at any given time, um, each attached to a different trigger. So you're going to obviously, again, be able to build out your mech, use those triggers. I imagine there's going to be cooldowns in different ways that you kind of cycle through all that stuff. Not unsimilar to the way Final Fantasy 16 is kind of right now, where I imagine you're just going to kind of be bouncing around a lot of those different things. Um, obviously, mobility is the name of the game, I think, with this series, even more so than some of the FromSoft um, staples, right? There's a lot more verticality going on here. Mm -hmm. You kind of look to be like you're loading into a, a mission, right? So this seems to be a mission structure game where you're probably going to be going from a menu, load into a mission. Mission starts, you're in a very, very open area, looks very big, lots of areas to go. You want to go up, you can go down. But, it, you know, it kind of seems like there's going to be some different markers on the map. Missions will vary in what your objective is, um, which, you know, we can get into this more here in a little bit, but I think could be bad or good. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's, you know, it is going to have, I think, a lot of those from software staples, but I don't want people to kind of take that away. I think this game is going to have a pretty sizable chunk of people who buy it on just don't do their research and then kind of go well, this isn't what I was expecting and and so I when I so when I say that it's like it you know there's going to be a, a repair system looks like the Estes flasks you have your health in the bottom left corner you got you know those things that you can kind of repair yourself as need be um big bosses things like that but it's it's fast man it's it's shooty lots of auto locks things like that um what was kind of your takeaways, Nick, from from the twelve minutes you saw? Is this something that excites you? Yeah, as we've talked about before, it does look it looks it does look good. It looks fast. It looks frenetic. Um, I wonder how the overall because the structure seems to be mission, earn money, buy new parts, mm -hmm. rinse and repeat. Some of those missions can be as quick as ninety seconds. Uh, some of the preview coverage said, and, and then, you know, your bigger story missions will be longer. But how that loop feels, how it feels to unlock new weapons, new gear. Uh, I hear it has a very generous checkpoint system, which is not very from software-like. Really? Yeah, so you, if you're fighting a boss and you're getting your ass kicked and you die, you can go back into your, recustomize your mech, and you'll go right back to that boss fight. So That's good. That's good, because there's nothing worse than going into a FromSoft boss with the wrong build. And yeah. you're like, well, this is twice as hard as it should be. Yeah. And uh, and and you can make the game harder. The, the, the footage features a lot of auto lock on, but I guess you can like turn on the old school mode where you will have to be aiming uh, for your shots. So uh, yeah, a lot of the footage is just lock on to this thing, lock on to that. Um, but no, I, I just don't know what to think of this game because the the last one reviewed poorly from software has enjoyed the most successful game of all time and their lineup last year and now they have this game you know a year and a half later this is the Sekiro team i learned too as well uh, the team that worked on Sekiro which 
yeah, all game, also game of the year winner. So <laughs> not like this is like their B team by any means. It but. is, but their B, their B team is everybody else's A team. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, it's just I man, I wish this game would would have just have a demo. To be honest, I think that would just that would just seal the deal for me one way or the other is just to get my hands on it, know how it feels, uh, but. Don't worry, Nick. I'm your demo. Okay. I will. I will. John's have a getting new, it no matter what, yeah, huh? Um, probably. <laughs> if, I mean, if, if it if it reviews under an eighty, an eighty, I probably wouldn't. But I cannot right. imagine that happening. Right. Right. But uh, you know, again, this is on you know updated console, so you know that mission structure. As long as it's probably gonna have super fast load times, it's gonna be mm-hmm. like in a mission, out of a mission, customize my mech, bam, you know, with seconds, you know, you'll be in and out. And, uh, yeah, and if the gameplay is varied enough, the weapons feel different enough. Um, they did show some missions with um, other people, uh, not live people. Uh, you had some NPCs, so you have some escort missions in there. You have some uh, defense missions. Uh, there is multiplayer in it as well. There is a 1v1 and a 3v3 mode. Uh, that was not shown in this footage, but they have since confirmed that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Everything looks good. I just yeah, I just want to get my hands on it to to know if that it feels right for me. But you know, if and I'm also thinking about like uh, if they can really nail like how it feels on the Dual Sense mm-hmm. with all that heavy mm-hmm. heavy weaponry, and you can actually feel the weight of your decisions that you've made on your mech. I, this this could it is a a sneaky pick. It could go either way for yeah. me. It, this yeah, this could be a this could be one of the best reviewed games of the year. Or maybe the worst. Just I don't know. know. That's how I feel. About you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I th- I think there was some preview coverage I was reading that says it's it was disappointing with the dual sense implementations, oh, which is kind bad. of a bummer. But you know, maybe something that they could add down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I when you know when I think about you, Nick, with this game, I mean, customization. It looks like a customizer's dream. You know, if you're into like making your maps, you can do the you know the aesthetics and and the functionality, so you can make you know color them up, make them look the way you want. Obviously, people are going to enjoy that. Um, the amount that all of your changing of your gear and impacts, whether it's attack power, impact, which I'm guessing is probably some sort of stagger system. Yes, you can stagger yep. enemies in this. Total rounds, weight, health, defense, boost speed. There's all these different things that you're going to be able to affect with your build. So um, really allows you to, to get into it because that is one thing. Um, that Elden Ring, I think, did better than every other Souls game I've played so far is the uh, experimentation to be able to play the way you want to. Um, and I would imagine that FromSoft is just going to keep ramping that up. I mean, every game that they've released since since Demon Souls in 2009, I feel like has just been better and better and better. So, you know, different franchise, different type of game, but I expect the quality to be there. And, um, yeah, I, I, I am, I'm in. I'm in for it. Okay. You know? Yeah, it's... I just I want I wonder yeah I wonder how they're going to be able to nail something like a story because they are they are kind of the masters of this nebulous storytelling. I admit that I think Soulsborne fans get a little little uh, about that. It's like it's not that good, guys. Like they're like, oh my god, the lore is the implications, and that tower over there means this thing. It's like all right, let's settle down. Like it's good. So I'm wondering if they're going to take that same approach or. It or, or seems what? to be a little bit more direct storytelling. I think there's a lot of cutscenes before missions and stuff like that, like the, the main story missions, yeah. and a lot of people talking to you while you play. So I think they're 
there it'll be a little more direct than the, the obtuseness of reading you know item descriptions in Elden Ring you know yeah. uh, but uh, I don't let's, know let's be I'm honest, not everybody just goes and watches a YouTube video <laughs> nobody's trying to figure it out themselves but uh, I, I yeah I don't I I don't have high hopes for a mecha story typically but. <laughs> You're not you're not going to care about your robot because I think I think you're I think you already have amnesia too. I think that is a, a something I've heard that the story involves around your character having oh. amnesia. So, yay. <laughs> um, so we'll see we'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm again. You know, by next episode we'll be August will be kicked off, and I mean we're only four weeks away from this game, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. it's 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 approaching very quickly. Yep. August twenty fifth coming to PlayStation Five. Four. It's coming to pretty much everything except for Switch. So, it's coming to PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. Okay. PS Five, PS Four, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, S, and Microsoft Windows. Okay. So, interesting. Yeah. So, there's one game from August. <laughs> um, the next thing I want to talk about is we'll kind of lead into this uh, second game, but PlayStation did announce the PlayStation Plus monthly games for August for the essential tier. So obviously this is the lowest form, lowest tier that you can subscribe to if you're just a guy who wants to play Call of Duty every day with your friends, you have this subscription. So make sure you go add these to your library even if you don't plan on playing them. Um, But first up we have the EA uh, sports game, PGA Tour 2K23. If you're a avid golf fan, check it out. I don't really have anything else to say about that. Um, much beleaguered and controversial uh, first-party game from Media Molecule, Molecule Studios. Dreams is finally coming to the free service just in time for it to die. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, for those who didn't, I don't. We didn't talk about this on the podcast, I don't think. No. But Dreams is effectively ramping down. Um, they've kind of said that they're about to sunset everything. They're not going to work on it internally anymore. So this is kind of Dreams' one last hurrah. Um, Alongside it, though, um, for those curious, uh, Media Molecule did build a little game with Inside Dreams. And I guess I should probably explain what Dreams is real (laughs) quick first. Uh, Dreams is basically a tool set where you can go in and make your own games within this specific uh, operating system's not the right word. What's the right word, Nick? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Well, yeah, well, in this engine type thing. I so. mean, think Little Big Planet. Like, think of like just giving a canvas. They give you the tools. Uh, this is much more in depth than Little Big like Planet. Crazy more in depth. Yeah, the, so, just look up videos of what you can make in there. Yeah. It's just it's wild, but uh, yeah, it's just a a user. It relies heavily on user generated content. Yeah, so that's it, it was one of those buried. things that was like a really cool idea, but. I just I don't think they really thought about the wide scale application of something like this, and they kind of handcuffed themselves in a lot of different ways. First off, they should have been trying to get this thing on PC from the get go, but you know, <laughs> too much, too late, or too, 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 too much, too something. You know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And then lastly, uh, this one I would highly recommend. I did talk about it on the, po- the podcast a while back, but we got Death's Door, uh, which is a Metroid, an isometric. Like old school Super Nintendo Zelda game. It's very Zelda, very very like, Zelda. Uh, similar to like uh, Tunic, is another one. Uh, Hades without the roguelike, you know that kind of that kind of viewpoint and yeah, but world you, exploration. You play as a, a cute little crow who's basically kind of works for the Grim Reaper and he helps bring people into the afterlife, things like that. But cool art style, cool, um, some cool enemy designs and things like that. Um, I platinumed it. You know, I enjoyed it. Very much, but uh, this is developed by Acid Nerve. Came out on November twenty, 
November 23rd. I'm having a hard time talking today. November 23rd, 2021. So we got to move the podcast to 6 a.m. You'll, guess, do, you'll no, do better. No, no, no. <laughs> but so those are the three games coming. So make sure you add those. But the big news of the month and something I was absolutely stoked to hear is that Sea of Stars, which comes out on August 29th of this month from Sabotage Game Studios, is coming day and date free to any PlayStation Extra and PlayStation Premium subscribers, um, which is just great. This is one of my most anticipated games of the year. Uh, Sabotage Studios were the guys who made the um, much-beloved indie uh, side-scroll, uh, side-scrolling game The Messenger. And this is their second attempt, but some of the most gorgeous pixel art I've ever seen. Um, absolute win uh, for, I think, anybody who was on the fence with this game. I think it's going to do very well on that service. I think Sabotage is in a fantastic position to be able to do this because uh, they also took money from Xbox. This is gonna be, the game's going to be on Game Pass as well. And then it's still going to just get all the copies it's going to sell on Switch, which is probably going to be the, the, the platform it sells the most. Well, it will now be the platform it sells the most on. But I think yeah. this game is going to be huge. Can't wait for it. Are you yeah, going I think to we're in agreement that if you take the either the games with the, be on Game Pass or PlayStation Plus Extra, you're, you don't think it's going to sell as much as you think. Not, no one who's going to think their game is going to sell 10 million copies right. is going to put their, put their game on PlayStation Plus Extra first. They're going to sell the 10 million copies, then go back and put it on PlayStation Plus Extra for that a little extra income for those few people that didn't buy it. Uh, but no, this is exciting. It's a game that I will play now because it's here. Though it is inconveniently sandwiched in between that Armored Core 6 game that we just talked about on August 25th, and then a week later is uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of in this weird realm. Not that, you know, it, it's not directly competing with any of those. It's, you know, it's trying to recreate a nostalgic Chrono Trigger game, you know, a, a Super Nintendo uh, RPG. So... Uh, it's not competing with those, but no, this is great, and that we don't have to wait for the you know the the catalog updates, which are the mm. third Tuesday of every month. This is just when the game comes out on August 29th, we get to play it. Like we don't have to wait till the next you know PlayStation Plus extra catalog update. So no, yeah. this is a win all around. This is yeah going to be I, a huge game. I'd be very curious to know a little bit more about this deal because it is, <laughs> it is it's the only one I can think of where it was announced that it was coming to Game Pass a while ago. We didn't know. We just thought we were going to have to buy it over here at PlayStation. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, you guys get it for free too. So my my theory is that Sony saw it and was like, we can't fall behind on this one. We think it's something super special. Let's throw some money at them and just get it on our service so that it's not, you know, we're not looking like fools here and we're still going to get our Switch money. Or it was just, I don't know, you know, some some long made deal that they all just kind of agreed to and were fine with. It's just, it's different. There's something different about it. <laughs> um, but I fully expect this to be, you know, a game getting reviewed in the 90s. It's not going to be for everybody. You know, you kind of need to make sure you're into turn based uh, JRPG style things. But if you're into some a type of this game, I think it's going to be something truly special. And thank you, Jim Ryan, for letting everybody play for free. <laughs> and it's good to know for future release games that if they can get on this service or they take the deal, that they'll just also just show up whenever. Yeah. Like, you know, the, when we talked about all those Annapurna games that are coming, you know, that we were excited for, maybe a few of those will just be boom, same thing. Probably. You know, just on, just they'll just release or. Well, now that the the you know the Activision deal is pretty much done, effectively, you know, Sony's probably like we got to step it up, guys. Like if you know now that they're going to be getting all this content, like you know we might not be able to get Call of Duty, but we can chip away at it here and there. And you know, this yeah. isn't one that's not coming to Xbox is going to be there too. But you know, still still a huge win. So yeah, 
August 29th. Good announcement. Free to play. Kind of. All right. What's your last thing, John? My last thing, Nick, is another thing that doesn't happen to me very much. Um, I'm not a DLC guy. I'm not even really a fighting game guy. <laughs> but over the past week, we got finally got the trailer for the rumored Combat Pack 1 for Mortal Kombat 1 with our DLC characters. And um, it's exactly what we thought it was going to be. And I think it's it looks better than I thought it was going to look. <laughs> but we got six characters coming to Mortal Kombat 1. Um, those characters include Omni-Man from... The uh, Invincible animated TV show on Amazon Prime. Incredible show if you haven't seen it. Voiced by none other than J.K. Simmons, who is confirmed to be in the game. He's doing it. He's, he's doing it. J.K. is the man, dude. J.K. <laughs> JK is, I feel like, he's one of those celebrities that you meet and he just, like, gives you, you know, the cool homie handshake and, like, gives you a fist bump <laughs> yeah. and says, like, you know. The only the only bummer is, though, it's not in the initial game, so he won't be, he won't do the Ralph Ineson two games in one month feat. Ah, uh, that's true. So it, this will be later, but. That's true. Um, and next up, we got Peacemaker from the uh, new Suicide Squad movie, right? Yep, played right, by Mr. John Mr. Cena. Mr. Comic Book Man. Yep, played by John Cena. But we so, don't know if he's voicing the character yet. Correct. So, yep, so he's kind of the, you know, one of the other um, guys that's popular in popular culture. Um, but, you know, it'll be fun to see these kind of guys go head to head. And then lastly, and who I'm probably most excited for, just from the pop culture side of characters is... Uh, from the boys, none other than Homelander, voiced by Anthony Starr. We don't know if he's voicing it yet, but this character is awesome. Yeah. He's just awesome. He's just, if Superman was the worst person in the world and thought less of everybody around him, um, you know, played beautifully by Anthony Starr. So I'm very excited to see these guys in that in that game doing crazy fatalities, being the worst versions of themselves that we know they are. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, not quite as exciting, at least for me, but some classic Mortal Kombat characters. We're going to be getting Ermac, who is kind of the... I think he's a collection of souls, but he's like a ninja man. Yeah, he's a red ninja. Yeah, he's the red ninja, but he's like yeah, he's like a collection of, of yeah, souls or uh -huh. something. Some yeah. Silly yeah, he's a, yeah, a bunch of personalities. Yeah. And then Quan Chi, who I believe is from Mortal Kombat 4. He was the bad guy. And then Takeda, who I have no idea. Yeah, we, we've talked about this before because it was rumored. So, yeah, we've talked about all these characters mm -hmm. in the past. But, I again, I, I'm just I'm bummed that it's DLC to the game, that it will yeah. be, you know... Uh, probably a year before all these characters are out and you know they're going to bookend the, the big ones maybe they'll launch with Omni-Man but it's probably save Homelander for last and then you're just like ah yeah but also maybe by that time I'll get the game because <laughs> it'll be it'll be cheaper. cheap eventually but yeah. yeah I mean they they did say that um alongside these new characters the DLC will include uh five new cameo fighters and a Jean-Claude Van Damme skin for Johnny Cage the Combat Pack DLC hmm. does not have an exact release date yet, but is expected to launch in the spring of 2024. I wonder if the Cameo Fighters will also be from their property. If, if there's a chance, like, another one, character from The Boys, like, will we get a Starlight Cameo or a, uh Invincible Cameo? Because there's a bunch of other superheroes in that show, too. Yeah, that's interesting. I... I don't know. I feel like if you were going to do the work to bring those guys in to get the licensing needed, right. you just make a new character, you know? Sure. So I, awesome. I, I, I bet they're just kind of stick with, with some of the OGs. But 
Uh, fresh off a couple days ago, Nick, and I told you not to look this up because <laughs> I didn't know this rumor at all at either. But this is another rumor, but they did leak what we think is pack two of the fighters. So I'm sure you overheard me a little bit earlier with one of them, but mm-hmm. uh, Miss Harley Quinn from, uh, you know, Batman fame, uh, Joker's. Oh, how, how reliable do you think this leak is? I'll tell you right now. I think it's pretty good it, based on what I saw. Because anyone making an educated guess could like guess it could make this guess because you know the Joker was in Mortal Kombat 11. So for sure, I think with the other two, you'll kind of say, "Oh, that's that's um, yeah, it's fine. I, we can have fun with it." I, it's, just I mean, it's from, yeah, it's from it's from Game Rant, so it's like you know, it's not like it's right. x x boner xx at Twitter, <laughs> you know. So so we got uh, Harley Quinn. Next one up, Nick. We got the Doom Slayer from Doom Guy. Oh. <laughs> so that could be a that could be a cool addition to the Mortal Kombat uh, roster. And then yeah. lastly, uh, Deathstroke is the one that they're saying will be in the pack. Um, so Harley Quinn, Deathstroke, and Doom Slayer. And then also they're going to be having okay. no- Noob Saibot, who's my boy, <laughs> Kano, and Serena, uh, okay. who are all Mortal Kombat old people. So yeah. again, rumors. Rumors are fun. Take it for a grain of salt, but you know that might be what we see down the line as well. Yeah, yeah. but overall, yeah, glad to see again as 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 we've said on the show every time. I mean, we've talked about the rumor. We've talked about this game multiple times. It's, it's just just good to see them all, and then hopefully again we'll get the confirmation that all everyone's reprising their role. Yeah, I, I've never I've never looked at a DLC trailer and and wanted to purchase a game more. <laughs> and like I and I, like I said, I don't even like fighting games. I just Homelander and Omni Man are perfect for this game. They're perfect. They're they're super powered fucking evil men that just can crush your skull with their pinkies. So like, it's just this is gonna be perfect. Can't wait. Okay. Plus, you know, everybody always wants to know who would win in a fight: Omni Omni Man versus Homelander. I think Homelander would win, but now we can know. <laughs> so we'll see. They're both so absurd. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a good fight to watch. Uh, but uh, all right, let's move into my second thing. And my second and third things are both, uh, you know, video games uh, converted to multimedia projects. And the fir- and the first one I want to bring is the Twisted Metal Show. It is officially out. All ten episodes are available to stream on Peacock right now. John and I have watched the first four episodes of the show and uh firstly they do change the lore a little bit you know in the 90s like all electronic devices just fail you know so you know you got your post-apocalyptic scenario you know so all these cities are walled off and called new chicago new san francisco and uh our main character played by anthony mackie named john doe is kind of they call him the milkman and milkmen are just basically delivery boys they deliver things between all these settlements so uh, very early on in the very first episode, he's given the, since he's so successful, he's given the impossible task to go to New Chicago and back uh, to bring an item for the Raven played by Nev Campbell. And that leads to all kinds of wacky hijinks, including meeting Sweet Tooth, the you know main character of the franchise or the cover art of the franchise. But uh, all right, John, I, I don't know how long, maybe, are you, are you, are you in a ranting mood or no? No, I don't think I'm in a range. Okay, either. so I got some points. On the, on the, you've seen the first four episodes. What are your thoughts on the show? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's important to note it's currently sitting at a 7.4 on IMDb. So it's, you know, it's not like it's this pile of trash. 
to me it might be, but <laughs> not to everyone. So I don't know, man. I kind of thought that from the beginning, the vibe was going to be not my style. It was going to feel a little bit off ever since I saw the very first like, oh, they have a footlocker here joke in the trailer. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, that's what this is going to be. And that has continued for four straight episodes. Yeah. So they've yeah. they've took it they've taken the absurdity of this franchise and somehow increased it. You know, <laughs> to a level that I now don't care about any of the characters because I this is La La Land. This is just fantasy fantastical craziness. Mm-hmm. You know, and the everything is so just violence oriented, which I I understood that was gonna be, but when you juxtapose that with all these corny, unbelievably corny jokes or konami code references like you know there's this part where he has to input a code into to start his car yeah to start his car and it's fucking konami code it's like okay i get what you're trying to do you're trying to be cutesy and clever and like oh look at video game people we understand you but like to me it comes off a little more like insulting and i don't know maybe that's just me being a cynical (laughs) asshole but i was thinking about this and i think this is kind of a apt comparison if i do say so myself you know the last show that came out that revolves around video games was The Last of Us, right? We loved it. If you listen to this podcast, we loved that show. Mm -hmm. But I think the way that that show made me feel as a gamer, I felt respected. I felt like that my media is is finally with the big boys, that my media is worth the, the time and effort to pump into it because we know at its core there are stories worth being told. There's, you know top tier actors ready to play these people and when you do all that well and you put all those pieces together you get something that feels truly special to me this feels like the writers and everybody else kind of view gamers more as a laughing stock where it is you know it's like oh we know you like guns and explosions and violence and and corny jokes and and you know nick i don't know about you but like i almost felt insulted when they have that scene where anthony mackie is getting stripped down and they perfume his butt i was like what the fuck is that you know and it's just like oh aren't we tongue-in-cheek and cute and to me it's just you're writing jokes for a ryan reynolds type character in a ryan reynolds type universe where he's not there and everything just falls a little bit flat um and that's not even to kind of start talking about how like every single scene is just basically Little bit of driving, go to a close set. Little bit of driving, close set. Gonna be in the car and it's just, you know, Anthony Mackie and Stephanie Beatriz and they're gonna talk for a little bit. I know this sounds nitpicky, but like you start adding all these things together and it just really, really makes me not wanna care. And so <laughs> it's kind of what I expected it to be. I'm not saying it's it's trash for everybody, but it's what I feared it was going to be, and I'm not wanting to really watch any more of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting that they again, you know, Last of Us, obvious, make that a show. That is, you know, that is one to one going to be a perfect marriage to turn The Last of Us into a television show. Again, Twisted Metal, not easy. A, a video game series about cars that fight in different arenas all across different cities. You know, converting that into a show like that's a tough task. You know, mm-hmm. and I and it's interesting that they went for it. That they saw something here that they could work with. But as John mentioned, you know, they just go for the low-hanging fruit over and over and over, like just repeatedly. Like the episode is just quip after quip after quip, you know, 30 minutes of quips, and then the next episode is another 30 minutes of quips. And just, 
not work. And some do work. I'll say that. Like when that, <laughs> when he was driving and that guy jumped on the roof of his car yes. and the gun came out and shot that guy directly in like the balls. And he was, <laughs> it was like holding on to the front of like the windshield, right? Like hanging on, trying not to fall off. And yeah, turret just comes up right behind his balls and just <laughs> unloads on it. <laughs> like, yeah, that yeah. Was, you're right. That was funny. Yeah. So, so some of the humor does land, but uh, yeah, the, the, the constant quips, uh, the fact that, you know, there's just no weight on any of the characters that, you know, they're, 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 it's obviously obvious. They're not going to die. You're not going to have like a, a, a twist. That's going to be like, Oh my God, Anthony Mackie just got killed or uh, Beatrice's character quiet. Oh, she gets killed. Like, it's like, no, that's just, they have wacky, silly adventures. There's no real sense of danger. Mm-hmm. And it just constantly wants to, yeah, again, go for that low hanging fruit in which I wish they would just tone that part down. You know, the dial from really funny to the really serious kind of move that dial more towards being serious. Put some weight on this world because it's it's the post-apocalyptic. And I know not every show has to be a big downer, but that dial did need to be turned down just a little bit to give the show a little more weight and a little bit more believability about, about it. So, I mean, if you can turn your brain off, you probably have a fun time, but... I don't know. Uh, there's even, there's better TV out there. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, as I said, I got a 7.4 on IMDb, but even that, to be honest, is usually, that's pretty bad for a TV show. Like, when I think I of... I'm not sure. Well, when I think of, like, all the TV shows that I enjoy, you know, Breaking Bad, The Wire, <laughs> Sopranos... <laughs> the greatest shows of all time. I know, but, like, <laughs> you know, I'm a guy with kids that doesn't have infinite time, right? So if mm-hmm. I'm going to spend the time to invest into a season of television, mm-hmm. yeah, there's... There's better. There's better to do. Um, just go watch The Last of Us again. Yeah. You know, or Succession. But no, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, though, I think this is about as good and what I thought it was going to be. And can you really fault it for that? No. I just, you yeah. know, can, you got to look inside yourself and know what you like. And I right. hate Fast and the Furious. Why would I like this? <laughs> Pretty easy. Yeah. It's just it's just a show that they, that could be better, for what given what it is. But, you know, you, it's silly. How it's, do you like... Because I know you like me, you know, like MCU more than I do. How are you feeling about Anthony Mackie's performance? Because I can't stand him, and like that's just that's just a me thing, I think. But is he really not like to me? He has none of the charm and, and stuff that you need for this. Right, role. right. No, and he hasn't. I mean, a lot of his outside of outside of his MCU role, he hasn't had very much success. He did a second season of Alt- Altered Carbon on Netflix. Oh, he was canceled. In that? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he was in that um yeah that a black epi- mirror episode yeah that black mirror I did like that black mirror episode but that was that was that was a little more serious mm-hmm. and the, yeah this Anthony Mackie in this show and in the MCU is the same very quippy very but it's he's a lot less <laughs> in the uh, MCU uh, movies and then I mean he's a lot in Falcon and Winter Soldier but at least that again is not being silly all the time so. I think Anthony Mackie does better when there's a little more range instead of him having to be the silly guy, the Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. uh, Deadpool character throughout an entire show. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, right. again, I, I think John and I agreed we were not going to watch any more of it. Uh, it was it was rough. <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's your PlayStation Pals uh, one to five stars <laughs> for what we've seen? I'd probably give it a two. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say yep, it's, it's it, it, for what it is, it's not the worst thing in the world, and there is fun to be had. But you're better off. Well, I could recommend thirty other shows before you even 
right. even sniff this show. So, well, and you know, and I won't. We won't spoil it here for those who want to watch it. But like the tenth episode didn't seem like there was a lot more fun happening, and like what I was hoping to see. Yeah, um, you know, they they get there, and there is reason to be excited for season two if you're into it. So, does it get season two? I think it does. I don't know. Because Peacock has, you know, said that they're on track to lose three billion dollars next year, so uh, I don't know. I, I but I, I think even if like and with the writers' know, strike and everything else, it's yeah. I don't. Know, I could. I could. I mean, we'll see the telemetry on it, but I, I could see it doing very well. It. I don't know how to say this without sounding ever sounding like a pompous dickhead, <laughs> but like the general audience of TV goers and watchers out there, I see it every time I log into Netflix and see what the top ten shows are, and it's like, oh, Temptation Island again for some reason. Who's watching this shit? There's an audience for these this, these kind sure. of shows, and I think I think it will find success. Okay, and I'm all fine. I'm all for like you know you know turn your brain off television, reality TV, and all that, but. Yeah, just just not this. I don't. I don't. I, know. How many I, don't, I, I have a feeling it's not going to come back. I, I wonder how I many people feeling. watching it know it's a video game. Like and like, what the breakdown of that would be? It's a good question. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's such an obscure property. I'd, I'd imagine most people don't. Right. Yeah. I just I mean, oh, what's this? Oh, I I know him. That's Anthony Mackie. Ooh. Right. Oh, I watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. She's from that. And yeah, and they just turn it on and go. Nah. You're right. So. <laughs> oh, that's a video game. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, uh, Nick. Well, let's lead us into the next great property. Yeah, yeah. So, so Twisted Metal wasn't the only video game property to get adapted this week. Was it the worst thing you watched this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twisted Metal was. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there was also a movie for Resident Evil that came out this week as well. Resident Evil Death Island. Uh, and if you're unfamiliar, Resident Evil, on top of having all the live action films, has started to have kind of a CGI presence. It's had five CGI movies since 2008. Uh, the last one being in 2021 called blah, 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 Infinite Darkness. Uh, but uh, they had one come out this week. It's called Death Island. Uh, it is a very fan service movie. It brings back every name your favorite Resident Evil character. Uh, they're in this one. Uh, the merchant. <laughs> he's not in it, <laughs> but he's not my favorite either. Uh, but yeah, Leon, Chris, and Claire Redfield, uh, Jill Valentine, the beautiful Jill Valentine. They're using the same model from Resident Evil 3 Remake. Um, and uh, Carlos. Rebecca Chambers uh, from Resident Evil 0, Resident Evil 1. What about Carlos? Isn't no. He from, isn't he from 3? I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to catch you and saying name your fres- favorite Resident Evil character. And <laughs> was he the guy? Was that the guy's uh, was name? The, in was three? the guy with the? the yeah, I think it was Carlos. Yeah. yeah, but no, he's not in it. So he, okay. and plus, again, he's not one of the main gotcha, line characters. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it brings them all together, and they kind of have a, bu- a bunch of different um, reasons to converge on Alcatraz Island. Uh, which has been taken over by a guy who was at the original Raccoon City event. and Was it Wesker? No. <laughs> but he was a soldier, uh, private military uh, for Umbrella, and uh, he's out to get them, pay them back for what they did to him there. So he's, he's using the T-virus and drones uh, to infect anybody he chooses this time. So it's not just uh, you just – he's not letting loose, uh, you know, infected on the city or anything. Um and what you get is just a CG movie where the CG when there's action is great. And when they're just sitting around talking to each other looks terrible. <laughs> uh, the animation looks terrible. Everything looks bad. But, uh, yeah, if you're up for the silliness of, uh, you know, 
just you know, Jill Valentine wielding a rail gun and uh, uh, Leon go, driving down the highway and having getting in a gun battle and doing ridiculous, unbelievable stunts. Uh, it's all there in spades. Uh, it runs around an hour and a half. Uh, but yeah, like uh, just like Twisted Metal, there's just so much better out there. I, I just <laughs> lots of ringing endorsements from the PlayStation pals this week. Yeah, I wish I and they did also bring back all the original voice cast, so all the the voices that you're used to in the Resident Evil Four through Two remakes, they're all back uh, to voice their characters. So Matthew Mercer's back as Kennedy, Nicole Thompson as Jill Valentine, and so forth. But. Uh, um, yeah, it's just still Bill not Butts good. is an additional voice. <laughs> but uh yeah, there it's just it's again, it's another thing that you just if you turn your brain off, you know, you like the characters, you'll probably have a fun time because it's just it's just silliness, but there's so much better things to do with your time. Go play Resident Evil 4 remake again mm-hmm. or Resident Evil 2 remake or Resident Evil 3 remake. Mm-hmm. Do any of those things. Just you you don't need to see this. And there's not and there's not like, you know, lore reasons or anything else uh, this does take place between resident evil six and seven. Oh, everybody's uh, favorite time period <laughs> so uh so what no. did you what did you watch this on uh i watched it on plex which it was very obviously illegally downloaded ah <laughs> do you know where people can watch this if they uh, it, you can pay to stream it now, and I believe it's it's coming eventually to one of the streaming services. But, okay, but uh, yeah, you can you can I mean you can rent it anywhere. Sure, sure. Uh, if you want to watch it, but I have never seen a single Resident Evil movie. <laughs> you're, you're so this you're is fine. not the one to start with. No, 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 okay. no. I don't think there's a single one to start with. So so just don't do it. Yeah, just don't do it. <laughs> so if you knew this going into this movie, Nick, why uh, did you why did you do it? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I'm at home and the weather's been garbage and I just and I'm not playing video games right now mm. really. You know, there's nothing really pulling me to play. So, you know, sometimes I'll just be like, "Oh, this is on there." And just just yeah. turn it on as background and clean my house and do other things, but Yeah, so are you are you going to be video gameless for until the end of August? Mm, maybe. Are you going to be maidenless? Mm. Okay. Mm. I mean, we we have a PlayStation Plus Extra update that's going to come. That's true. August. That's but, true. That's true. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Could be. Just nothing. Nothing's nothing's grabbing me. So what are you going to do? You should just find a cheap platinum game and just <laughs> get platinums and you know and sell your soul. And no, I know I'll never do it. Don't. I'm never going to that dark side. <laughs> no, I think not going to be Hakum. All right. I think we luckily kind of kicked the the platinum competition, which is nice. Uh, luckily, our friend of the show, Jake, uh, seems to. I'm probably nemesis he's probably of the show. nemesis of the show. He's my friend. He can be my friend of the show. <laughs> um, just so he doesn't uh, go back and then be like, "Oh, I'm not getting platinums anymore, am I?" And then you know, get five in the next weekend. But <laughs> all right, well, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's all we got. Yeah, I, that's that is six things. I, it, a little varied, a little news, a little, mm-hmm, little mm-hmm. some some. Again, I. It's the calm before the storm, right? You know, we're just you're just sitting and looking at the fall, and like I said, there's a two week period where Armored Core Six, Sea of Stars, and Baldur's Gate Three will be out. And Starfield, so, yeah, and Starfield, and yeah, and then it's just it's just off to the races. Then and, yeah. you know, it'll be Cyberpunk, Spider Man Two, Alan Wake Two. You know, I feel like we going. had like three separate time periods of that this year, where it's like early in the year it was like Dead Space into Resident Evil remake. Maybe it was just those two. 
Goodbye, Volcano High. Oh, yeah. How could we forget? <laughs> and then June, it was, yeah, it was, uh, you know, well, May, June was Zelda into Diablo, Street Fighter, Final Fantasy. And then this fall is what? Yeah, it's Armored Core into Sea of Stars into Spider-Man, Starfield. Yeah. It's craziness. Yeah. It's, it's craziness. It's, it's nonstop. I mean, we didn't bring it this week, but, you know, PlayStation blog, like, highlighted 13 games. And it was like, yeah, there's quite a few good games uh, coming out this fall that, you know, yeah, does does Sony really need to do anything other than Spider Man Two and maybe Helldivers? Like, I don't think so. Not, I don't think so. <laughs> not with games out Not there. with forty million sold. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So it'll it'll probably be a topic heavy and news heavy for the next few weeks. But well, and you know, good good segue here is um, I am on the final boss of Final Fantasy sixteen. Mm-hmm. Fantastic game. So we will definitely be getting together probably sometime next week. To do a, a long form discussion on that that bad boy. So lots to say there. You know, lots and lots and lots of positives, some negatives. You know, lots of lots of things to discuss with that one. Um, but what about our bonus for Twisted Metal? That's not happening. <laughs> Unless you know what? Maybe I secretly love it, Nick. I'm gonna go. I'll go watch it all myself <laughs> yeah. and do a solo episode. Lies. Yeah, yeah that absolutely. that'll be exciting because obviously. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on that game. <laughs> not to not to derail this into more discussion, but like. Yeah, it's great though, but <laughs> lots of, lots of thoughts. Yeah, so on top of having a bonus episode, maybe we'll just have you do a quick spoiler-free review on our normal our normal show mm-hmm. of what you think of the game. Just, Good idea. So we'll bring that next week. Uh, do we have anything else to bring? No, I mean, so I, I fully expect to have Final Fantasy beaten tonight, and unlike you, I can't just not play video games, so I'll find something, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, you know, I still had Call to the Lamb downloaded, so maybe I just get back into that, try and beat that before, actually, that might be the perfect sized game, too, to try and, you know, get into beat before the the bum rush of, of fall, but I still got Tunic, I don't know, I'll find something, I'll find something <laughs> yeah. small, probably. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I have nothing to bring on my end. I apologize again that this is not a video podcast. I swear we're going to get that going. I just want it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I want want to bring in all all the elements that we bring into the normal podcast, all the the editing into that. So I want to make sure it's gravy. But it's coming. Word. All right. Word. So the song we're leaving you on today is from that Sea of Stars game that is coming out later in August that we're very excited for. Again, if you're not subscribed to PlayStation Plus Extra, I, you might want to consider it because at least there's there's one. Yeah. yeah <laughs> on if you're, you're going to play this game and you're not, like, you, and you think you can beat it in a month, it's literally cheaper to just even do that. Yep. So. There you go. So, again, we're bringing Sea of Stars. This song is called Encounter with an exclamation point by Eric W. Brown. He did the whole soundtrack. So. A little fight music, huh? Yeah, a little a little battle music uh, to get your weekend started and to move you into August. So, you know, we love you. We thank you for listening. Of course, we will be back next week with six more things. Bye, guys. <laughs>